This episode of the Golf and Filtered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club, located right on the border of Lamont and Palos Park, Illinois. Coghill is home to four outstanding golf courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, and they have done so many upgrades to their practice area and driving range, including Top Tracer, lights, and a food truck that uh, you can pretty much spend the whole day out there. So go out to coghillgolf.com to learn a little bit more. WorldwideGolfShops.com has been a sponsor of ours for quite a while now, and that is because we enjoy everything they do over there, including everything they do for golfers like me and you. They offer everything you could possibly need to get back on the course, including the latest equipment, apparel, accessories, training aids, and pretty much anything else that you need. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Monster Mat. If you've heard me talk about Monster Mat before, you know how much I love this product. It is an indoors or outdoors driving range mat that has the same durability seven months after I've been playing with this thing as it did the first time I took it out of the package. It is absolutely incredible. I've got it down in my basement. I've been hitting balls on it all summer, all winter before that, and I'm going to do so for the next foreseeable future. So go out to safeplaygolf.com and pick up a Monster Mat. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's me, Adam, over at GolfUnfiltered.com. You know where to reach me on social media, at Golf Unfiltered, and you can send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. want to remind you that we are part of the Second City Golf Collective, along with our buddies Bill Bush over at drivingrangeheroes.com, as well as Chris McEwen. You've seen him all over YouTube. He's the host of the Golf Origin Stories podcast. I wonder if he's going to bring that back. We've been talking about it recently. Uh, Chris and I were able to get out to the golf course uh, not too long ago, and uh, yeah, he said he wants to bring the, the podcast back. He's just been on a little bit of a hiatus. It's a great show. Go out to Apple, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found and search for the Golf Origin Stories podcast. He also, those two, actually co-host That Range Life. It's a show sometimes about golf on YouTube, on Chris McEwen's YouTube channel. Be sure to check that out, including the most recent episode where they basically make fun of me for uh, 15 minutes. Those those jerks. Listen, playing golf with uh, McEwen is a uh, full contact sport and the only reason being is because i have now twisted the same ankle twice um you know contrary to what they may say on that range life it was not the earth magnet monster or whatever they said i was stepping off of a golf cart path and twisted my ankle everyone's done it before you've done it once before i know you have and they show no sympathy for me you know everyone should feel sorry for me (laughs) It really hurt, damn it. Anyway, uh, today we got a fun show. I am going to go through a few uh, experiences I've had uh, with the new Cleveland Launcher XL uh, Woods and Driver, uh, including the High Wood, which is, uh, I'm just going to save that for a little bit because it changed my golf life. I swear to God it did. Uh, and maybe I'll touch on a little bit about um, a couple other topics here in just a little bit. But before we get into the Cleveland Launcher XL discussion, just a quick couple notes about the Ryder Cup stuff and then the Solheim Cup before that. I mean, I I enjoy watching these team competitions just like anyone else who's a fan of professional golf. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to go to the Ryder Cup once. I covered it for another news outlet when they were at Medina um, here in the uh, Chicago area. And boy, that was an event to go to. Holy cow. 
But um, man, I don't I don't know how you all uh, feel about this, listeners. But we make such a big deal out of who's on these teams. It's uh, especially the Ryder Cup. I don't know why we go down this path every single couple of years uh, to just completely, I don't even know, like the fanfare around it and the the, the ceremony uh, the, of the captain's picks and it's a press conference and whatever else. Who cares? Honestly, who cares? The whole system is just a big exhibition anyway. And yeah, I know you're playing for your country and then you've got an entire continent of Europe so they're not even really playing for their country. But where does the Olympics fit in it? But anyway, you know, I digress. It just, it feels like the best stroke play players are assumed to also be the best match play players. Now, you've heard me chirping about this on Twitter. I mean, you've seen it, other golf media doing this as well. I don't know where that mentality came from. And I've thought this for a few years now. Why, why do we automatically qualify the best stroke play players throughout the year. And then we're shocked when they can't win a match. I I don't really quite understand that too much. I mean, everybody knows if you've paid any attention to golf at a competitive level, perhaps you've even played it at a competitive level. Match play is a completely different animal than stroke play. You know, and, and this is a tired argument. I know it is. There's people listening to this roll in their eyes. I can feel it. But with that all being said, with how imperfect the Ryder Cup qualifying is and the fact that we just get to pick captain's picks at the end or right before the event, rather. Can we can we just not have these press conferences? <laughs> It was, it was the weird, and especially now in the, in the area, in the era of COVID, uh, it had to be a virtual press conference for all intents and purposes. And, you know, uh, at least the U S picks, they all looked like they were either in a hostage video, um, trapped in a wine cellar, Daniel Berger, or something else. Just it the whole thing was weird. I don't know. I don't know how you all felt about it. Maybe I'm just being cranky because of what's going on in the world these days, but I mean, get on with the matches. We don't know what is going to happen with, you know, COVID and the Delta variant and all this. And I mean, if you've seen pictures of of Whistling Straits, they have this thing built out to be basically, uh, it's like the TPC Scottsdale uh, over at the Waste Management, you know, the stadium seating. It's like that times a million. <laughs> it's the, the pictures are incredible. I've never been out to Whistling Straits, even though I, I should get out there at one point. But uh I know it covers a lot of land. I know that there were a lot of people concerned about how we can, uh, you know, actually usher crowds around, you know, pandemic notwithstanding, you know, just in general, so that you can, you know, get all of these people in this part of the state of Wisconsin and have it be a good viewing experience. Uh, Hopefully they get it figured out uh, because, again, I enjoy watching the matches. It's just all the... uh, the the crap <laughs> before the matches that I I've never really understood. So let me know your thoughts on that whole thing. So how do we transition away from that? <laughs> well, we're gonna try. We're gonna talk about. Um, so I had the opportunity to try out the new uh, Cleveland Launcher XL driver, uh, fairway wood, and their high wood, which I'll talk about here in a minute. Um, 
truth be told, you guys know I've partnered with Cleveland and Strixon for a very long time. It's been multiple years now. I try pretty much all their equipment. I've loved pretty much all of their equipment, and I play you know various versions and mixtures of those brands in my bag. Um, but truth be told, I've never really enjoyed the Cleveland uh, drivers and woods like the long, like the short game stuff. You know, putters even they got that locked down. Love that stuff. I mean, that's where they make their money, right? Everyone thinks of Cleveland wedges and Roger Cleveland and all that stuff. Um, the new Cleveland Launcher XL line is outstanding. It it was actually, I'm like almost a lot at a loss for words here, which for me is very rare. Um, when I went and tried these clubs for the first time, I didn't know what to expect other than my past history hitting like launcher and and other, uh, you know, various versions of Cleveland products. And all of that went out the window right off the first swing with the uh, Cleveland Launcher XL driver. And I actually, uh, I I wish I had gone with somebody because I went to the range for the first uh, time with these things before I actually put them in play on the course. And I got to tell you, I mean, I probably owe Coghill uh, an apology because the language that I used after hitting the first drive was not only explicit um, in a good way, but uh, I'm pretty sure there were some children (laughs) nearby. I had gone like right after work and, you know, there were kids there after school or whatever. And um, I got some mean looks. I got to say, I got some mean looks because it wasn't a very uh, nice word, but I was just so shocked at how, how this ball just exploded off the club face. And, um, you know, if you've ever hung out with me in person, you know that uh, I've, I've got a little bit of a potty mouth. And so, um, hell, if you've listened to this uh, podcast in the past, you you definitely know that. Um, the ball speeds I was hitting with this driver uh, was just stupid. <laughs> I mean, for me. Um, you know, and I mean that in the best sense of the word. You know, typically I will average around, oh, I don't know, between 148 and 151. That's, you know, not a very big window. Miles per hour ball speed with my typical driver, you know. For example, if I go hit the uh, the, the Srixon ZX5 uh, driver, which I've been playing for a very long time, that's typically what you're going to see if you put me on a ball launch monitor. I was hitting this thing, this Cleveland Launcher XL, you know, 158, 160 a couple times. I mean, even more than that, without really changing my swing at all. And... You know, you've got a lot of the technology you find in the Strixon clubs. I love that Cleveland, Zegzio, and Strixon are all kind of like borrowing the technology from one another. You can find parts of each in each now, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And that's the benefit of having everything under one umbrella. But uh, you got rebound frame in the XL. You've got, um, you know, the high bore crown. You've got, uh, you know, you got counterbalanced weighting throughout the club, which I really found to be interesting. So what that means, basically, for those of you don't, um, if you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? The the driver head, of course, has a weight to it. Um, and in the uh, Launcher XL, it's actually got a weight, an 8-gram weight at the butt end of the grip. And what this does is it actually makes the club a lot easier to swing. Uh, at least it does to me. It, it, that's what how it feels. 
to go back to the rebound frame technology, I mean, again, that's something that we found in the uh, the Srixon drivers and, and Woods. And what that basically is, is it's two flex points on the club head. So you got the face that's going to, you know, flex at impact, but then just a little bit more deeper, more deeper <laughs> into the club head, you're going to have a second flex point. And so uh, we've had a few people from Srixon and Cleveland on the show in the past talking about this a lot uh, more in depth than I will here. Uh, but basically what that equates to is like this super trampoline effect that I I have to assume is what is causing my golf ball to go as far as it is. Now, I know it's funny. when I, Whenever I talk about distance, I know what I say on Twitter. I know that I talk about the ball's going too far for pros and, and all that. And so um, one reaction you could have in, in uh, hearing me say this is, wow, here's this guy talking about you know, out of both sides of his mouth again. Um, I want to be very clear. I enjoy hitting the ball far. I really do. As long as I can control it, you know, and I, and I'm not hitting the ball as far as these, you know, top amateur players and pros by any stretch of the imagination. Um, if I can control that golf ball and it's going to go just a little bit further for me, then great. And, the MOI on this, uh, it's it's a really big 460cc head on the XL. Uh, it's perfect. The weighting is perfect. Uh, I, I'm The accuracy is there. I'm not losing anything in terms of dispersion, you know, right or left. This thing is an absolute monster. And the reason why I thought or, or I wished that somebody was there with me, um, in addition to, you know, hope, hopefully, you know, slapping me for saying what I said after I hit it the first time. Uh, I just wish somebody else would see it. And so I brought it out on the course. And uh, I should also say briefly that the um, the XL Halo 3-wood is another monster. This thing was incredible. Uh, it's got the rebound uh, frame in that. It's got some glide rail tech on the sole, which you have seen. And other, other brands have done it. Let's just call it what it is. Other brands like Cobra and others uh, with the baffler. You know, it's got these little two bars on the sole of the club. Uh, on the club head, you know, we've seen this before. Um, it works. That's why other companies do it as well. And everyone's got their own little version of it. And Cleveland has theirs in this line and it works fantastic. Um, it actually helps raise the face of the club ever so slightly off of any turf or lie that you might have. Um, and then there's the high wood. I'm going to save that for just a little bit here, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So I take all these clubs out to the course. I, I'm playing uh, coyote run in uh, Flossmoor which is a Chicagoland area, suburb, uh, neighborhood, whatever, uh, with my buddy Chris McEwen, who I talked about earlier. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit windy that day. I will remember that. And so a couple, uh, coincidentally, a few of the par fives were down, uh, downwind. And, uh, yeah, I got to tell you, um, I don't reach many par fives in two that are over 550 yards, um, even with it being downwind. Uh, and this was one of the first times that I can say that I was actually excited to step up to a tee box on a hole of that length, knowing that I could get there uh, if I just kept the ball in the fairway. And I was able to do that. I, I admit, uh, in this particular hole I have in my mind, I, uh, I let one rip off the tee. I swung as hard as I could for me while still under control with the Launcher XL uh, ball flew I, I didn't have exact yardages on it but i only had uh probably 250 yards in you know and so 
all things considered, that's a pretty good poke for me. And so I'm, sta- I'm standing in the fairway and, you know, I'm waiting for the green to clear. I'm like, you know what? There's a, there's a decent wind behind me. I'm going to pull this high wood out. And so if you're, if you're hearing this and you're wondering, what the heck is a high wood? Well, as the name implies, it's H-Y hyphen wood. It's a hybrid shape. It's the Launcher XL Halo high wood. Uh, it's a hybrid shape, but it's got the distance and everything else you could possibly need uh, from a fairway wood. That's the whole purpose of the club. And, and think about it. If you struggle hitting a fairway wood off of the ground, you know, not off the tee particularly, but off the ground, um, you probably remember, you could probably think of times that you've either hit it fat or you've hooked it off the planet or you've sliced it off the planet and you, it just doesn't look right uh, when you address the ball with a three wood on the ground. Uh, for me, I struggle with that all the time. You may have noticed on social, I've talked about my woes hitting a three wood. I, I just, for some reason, I can't find one that either, you know, suits my eye well. I always feel like they, they look closed at a dress. I, I don't know what it is. I line this sucker up, this high wood, and it, again, it's the, the head shape of a hybrid. It's got all this fancy tech. I've got the review over at golfunfilter.com. Go check it out for more in-depth. Um, or you go to clevelandgolf.com and get even more in-depth. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going I'm to go for it. We don't have anyone behind us. McEwen's looking at me just laughing because he likes to make fun of me. And I got to tell you, I ripped this thing and flew it to just in front of the green with, again, a hybrid shape, hybrid length, I should say as well, the length of the shaft. It's still got the perimeter weighting in the in the grip and all that, that fun stuff. And I just, uh, I looked at him and I'm like, this is, this is a game changer for me. This just made the golf course shorter. Not too long ago, I told a story um, on social in a, in a thread of tweets, which everyone loves to do, about uh, you know playing it forward, you know playing a, a, a set of tees that might be a little bit shorter than you would normally play. You know, if you normally play it like let's say sixty five hundred, go go play a six thousand yard course, go play a sub. 6,000 yard course and see how you score. It's a lot of fun. I really highly encourage you to do that. We did not do that for this round of golf, but it felt like I did because I've got these clubs in my bag now, and now I'm hitting it from distances that are much more enjoyable to hit from. And even if I have to go that extra step, like this 250 yard shot that I normally would lay up on, I swear to God, I normally would. Because uh, I can't hit a three wood, um, it's just a different game. It's just a different game. It's a lot more fun. I made birdie on the hole, yay for me. And you go on to the next. And I have to say too that I, I actually it, this is a pretty versatile club. Um, I you're able to choke down on it. I'm able to flight it down a little bit. You know, yeah, there's a lot of forgiveness built into this thing. I would say it's probably a game improvement club. I don't know what Cleveland would say, uh, but. It, it feels that way to me because no matter where you hit it on the toe, the heel, anywhere, I mean, this thing was, was just spinning back and, and, you know, curving back to the, to the center line. But you just have more tools at your disposal here without adding more tools to your bag. You know, it, I know that sounds weird, but that's what it feels like. And, I mean, I wrote this in the review, too. I mean, this is the best club, one of the best clubs I've ever hit, ever. 
it immediately went in my bag. I mean, uh, like what? And, uh, you know, it, it just kind of speaks to, um, you know, the innovation that I know I sometimes raz on with, uh, you know, distances and all that. And yeah, I get it, guys. I totally get it. Hitting the ball far is fun. Having an experience like I had on that one, you know, par five that normally would not be reachable for me. Um, it was fun. It, it, it's a good time. And so I can't sit here and enjoy something like that with equipment like I'm talking about today and at least not admit that it's a good time. For me, for an amateur player, for someone that gets out once a week, maybe. You know? You put this thing in the hands of uh, of a tour pro? Holy cow. I mean, I don't even know if there's going to be anyone playing this thing, maybe on the Champions Tour. I, I don't know, but my goodness. Uh, it's It feels like a cheat code, honest to God. It, it really did feel like a cheat code. So anyway, I mean, that being said, go out and try these clubs. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to love them. I mean, the, the Cleveland absolutely nailed these clubs. I, I have not had the chance to hit the, uh, the Launcher XL irons yet. Um, I understand them to be the replacement for the super popular and really good UHX irons from uh, a year or two ago now. And um, if these things are anything like the woods, I mean, people who don't get out that often, who just want to enjoy the game a little bit more, who, you know, struggle with their long game, because I understand that the Launcher XL irons are also, uh, you know, basically a, a combo set by design. The longer irons are a little bit more super game improvement, so to speak. Maybe that's probably unfair, but they're, they're thicker. They have a thicker sole, and then they kind of get down to the uh, the scoring clubs, you know, eight, nine, and all that. Uh, those are more cavity back. Um, hollow body was the uh, term I was looking for. Good Lord. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to get through this okay. We're going to get through it together. Uh, I haven't had the chance to hit those. Uh, but if they're anything like the woods, uh, these, these things are going to win awards. Many, many of them. You know, and I, and I really do think it's an exciting time uh, in golf where we could we could play equipment like this. Um, it's It's an optional thing for us. There's still room for those of us that like to play blades or those who want to... Um, you know, play specific types of equipment and maybe leave a few things on the table. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe give up a little bit of distance for whatever reason. You know, fine. That's fine. Um, but, man, it's a good time to be a fan of golf. And it's so fun, too, because I've got some friends and colleagues that uh, are just getting into the game. And I've talked about this before. They, they often ask me, you know, what should I buy? And some of you listening to this may get similar questions especially from newer golfers you know you're either at a holiday party or you're at dinner and they know that you're the uncle or the aunt that that plays golf and so they're going to ask you all the questions you're going to point them in the right direction you really can't go wrong these days you really can't every company makes outstanding equipment for any flavor of the game that you want and i think that's really the biggest uh the biggest takeaway for me not only that the uh, Cleveland Launcher XL woods and drivers and all that, that just absolutely outstanding, nailed it, absolutely outstanding. Um, but it's also that this game can be enjoyed in so many different ways and flavors that it just once again 
reiterates how great this thing is. You know, it really is. And you hear me talk a lot about, I mean, last, last week's, uh, guest, uh, Laz Versailles, you know, I know he, he and I offered some, some conversation that probably only appealed to a percentage of my audience. And I understand that. And that's perfectly fine. You know, just two dudes talking. Um, but in that we talked a lot about, you know, accessibility to the, to the game and even off microphone, you know, when we were just kind of, you know, BSing a little bit, uh, we talked about that more and it's just, you know, we just want more people to, to play this damn game. And when we've got companies like Cleveland and others, and I'm just, uh, I'm talking about them. I don't want to zero anyone out or, or leave anyone out. They're doing everything they can to make this the best possible experience for everybody. And that's a really good thing. That's a really good thing. So I uh, just wanted to offer those thoughts uh, all together. Um, let me know your thoughts on it. If you've had the chance to go try this, uh, these products, the Cleveland Launcher XL line, let me know. Hit me up on email. Hit me up on social at Golf Unfiltered. Uh, email address, again, is adam at golfunfiltered.com. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for supporting us always. Thanks for supporting me. This is fun to do for you guys. And if you've got any topics that you'd like me to uh, talk about, as always, send me an email. It's an open door. We'll talk soon.